I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these, uh, I don't know, a couple of times a week. I am currently off the radio. I was on commercial radio for 23 years, but I'm going back on very soon. I'll make an announcement about that coming up here in a future podcast. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun, and it's going to be a new challenge. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll keep you updated. You can follow me at HeidiHarris.com is the best place. I'm also on Facebook at Heidi Harris Show, Twitter Heidiology, because I got kicked off my Heidi Harris Show Twitter. <laughs> and I'm sure I'll be kicked off YouTube for saying the wrong thing. So just go to HeidiHarris.com. <laughs> That's the main spot if you want to keep up with what I'm up to. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the eviction situation. I happen to you know, read the paper every day, pay attention to news every day. And it's not that I'm not sympathetic because I am sympathetic. I understand how people feel who've lost jobs through no fault of their own. No fault of their own. Let's be very clear about this. A lot of people have worked all their lives. I know people who've been employed for 35, 40 years and never, ever been out of work until the pandemic. So I understand. However, that does not mean that landlords have an obligation to provide you with long-term housing. Now, there's government housing. How much of it's available? I don't know. The quality of it? Yeah, we all know when government runs anything, it's not good quality. We all know that. But the whole idea that some private landlord is supposed to keep you in their house or apartment indefinitely, which is what's clearly happening at this point, I mean, that's outrageous. And it makes you wonder, does government really want to be in the business of providing everybody with housing? I think so. It's such an interesting dynamic, too, because even in Las Vegas, which is where I am, there are a couple of major developments underway or planned in the very near future where they're single-family homes. You know, we know apartments are springing up everywhere, but single-family homes are being built to be rented from day one. In other words, they're not ever going to be sold to anybody except the developers, you know, investors, whatnot. But the interesting thing about it is apparently a lot of investors are believing that renting is the wave of the future. Think about this. If you're a young person starting out, I've got some some kids in my church. When I say kids, I mean early 20s. Got married, did it right, didn't live together first, got married. And having to live in a neighborhood that they really don't even feel safe in. The police are there all the time and all these situations. And it's, it's awful, but they can't afford to live in a better neighborhood. They're just a young couple, both working, who can't afford to live in anything even remotely safe for the money they can afford to spend. And this is happening to a lot of people. There are a lot of young folks now, when you look at the median price of the home throughout the country, I believe, certainly in Nevada, it's like $400,000. That's a medium. A medium-sized house or a medium-priced house. It's the median price for a home, $400,000. Now, that doesn't mean you can't get something cheaper, but it's just hard. It's harder than it's been in a very long time, certainly in my lifetime, to be able to get started as a young person. And even older people might want to rent because they don't necessarily want the aggravation of renting. They don't, or or buying, they don't want to have to spend every weekend at Home Depot. They don't want to uh, have to worry about if the sink goes bad or whatever. I get it. I understand. Nothing wrong with it. It's not right or wrong. It's just interesting that so many fewer people going forward are actually going to be able to own their own home. That's kind of sad. Now, as a person who pays a mortgage and has since I was in my 20s, yeah, it'd be nice if I had a paid-for house. I wish I did because I've been paying mortgage payments forever. But, of course, I've moved, things like that. Uh, But the only thing I like about paying a mortgage payment, not owning the house, but paying a mortgage payment, is that no one can throw you out as long as you make your payment. 
What horrifies me is the idea that somebody could knock on the door and kick you out in 30 days. That's horrifying to me, and I would not want to live like that, but there's nothing wrong with it if that's your lifestyle. What is wrong is for government to expect a private homeowner to rent their place out on a long-term basis to somebody who's not holding up their end of the bargain. I mean, these people who are renting these apartments or these houses, they initially agreed to make a certain amount of payment every month. And the homeowners in many cases are not wealthy people. They're folks who maybe own one other house and they want their tenants to pay, you know, hopefully their tenants will pay maybe just the mortgage payment for them so that by the time they retire, ideally the house will be paid off. That's kind of the way it goes, right? That's one of the, uh, the theories to it, right? And I know people in that situation. I know people who have tenants who owe them $20,000 because remember, while the moratoriums continue, the landlords are still responsible for what? They're responsible for the air conditioning, uh, if the sprinklers break, if the water you know, heater goes. They're responsible for everything, even when they're taking in nothing. They're responsible for the taxes, the HOA fees, everything, while the tenants pay nothing. That's not right. As far as I'm concerned, anybody who got an unemployment plus the extra amount of money, there's no way you can be that far behind in rent. It's just not right you were spending the money on something else. I don't know everybody's situation. There's no way that I can. But here's the principle and something I noticed today reading the paper. They profiled a family who, uh, they had one woman who lost her job and then they profiled somebody else and this woman said she's never been homeless. Okay, let's focus on this woman. I'm not going to mention her name. They said she was 41 years old. I know very little about her other than what the newspaper put out. The newspaper, of course, they don't ever care about the backstory. They don't care if it, you know, if it argues with their narrative. They only want to talk about a poor person who, well, when I say poor, a, a person who's about to get kicked out of her house. Oh, it's terrible. Oh my gosh, I've never done this. Okay. So we'll just go with what little we have. Let's assume this woman worked her entire life and has never been out of work, never had to be kicked out because she wasn't paying rent. Here's the principle. If you've lived your life correctly, and I've been there, folks, I've lost jobs unexpectedly. I've had to sell houses as a result. I've had to move as a result. I've been there. Not judging anybody. I've been there myself. So I know what I'm talking about. It's inconvenient. Sometimes it sucks. You may like the place. You may not like the place. But regardless, I know what it's like to have your circumstances completely change. So I don't have a lot of sympathy for people who can't adapt or who don't know anyone they could possibly live with for a while, you know, as a roommate or whatever. Really? You're 40 years old, 50 years old, whatever the age is. We see these sob stories. You don't have anybody who would take you in for a couple of months. You don't have any friends who would loan you a spare bedroom. I don't believe it. No family, no cousins, no in-laws, nobody, nobody. When I hear stories like that, that tells me you haven't lived your life correctly. Now, you may not have kids, you may be divorced, you may be widowed. I understand all these circumstances. But generally, if you've got a good, some kind of a distant family, or you've got a church family, or good, solid friends, I'm talking good friends, I'm talking people where it's actually, you know, a mutually beneficial friendship. You know, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine the other day about this topic, about how if you want to have friends, you've got to be a friend. If you want to have friends, you've got to extend yourself to want to meet other people care about other people. A friendship's a two-way street. 
Sometimes my friend will call and we'll talk for an hour about something going on in her life. Sometimes she'll call and we'll talk for an hour about something that's frustrating me. It's a two-way street, give and take. If you've lived your life correctly, maybe attended a church, had a solid job, have some long-term friends, even if your family's all crazy, there's no way you don't have any alternative. Nobody talks about that. Now, the way it should go is family first, church second, government last. That's the way it should go. And a lot of people, they just don't build good relationships with folks, or maybe they're a user, maybe they're a grifter and all their friends know it, or all their friends are a bunch of losers. If that's the case, if all your friends are like you are, and I'm not saying you're a loser if you lose your house through no fault of your own, but if you have nothing but friends who are irresponsible or whatever, maybe you ought to change the people you're hanging around. I mean, it's really up to you to build a life that's resilient. You need to be a resilient person. You need to have a backup plan if something's going on. And for all these people who've been living in apartments for six, eight, nine, ten months or longer, a year or more, for free, and some have, if you've gotten unemployment and the extra money, there's no way anybody should continue to house you. That's the first thing. But secondly... You've had a year to figure this out. Now, nobody knew how long this was going to go. There's no question about that. But you knew if you weren't paying rent that eventually the bill was going to come due. You're going to have to pay the piper at some point, and you weren't going to have the money. So you have to be thinking about this. I have a friend who recently uh, gave an eviction notice to some tenants. He gave them 60 days. They've got three adults living in the house who are not working. Three adults. It's a woman and three adult children not working, sitting on their butts, watching Netflix all day long, doing nothing. And then when the guy served him with eviction papers, oh, well, we're not ready. You're not ready. Oh, that's great. Meanwhile, the landlord's going, hey, you're out of here. Uh, you're not paying me rent, and I need to sell a house. Well, we're not ready. When are you going to be ready? You've got three adults. I mean, there are help wanted signs everywhere. Don't tell me you can't find a job. Don't tell me you can't find a job. Maybe certain occupations are still not back where they were, but a lot of other ones are. Maybe it's not what you had before, but it's something. Bottom line is this. I'm not judging anybody. I'm not picking on anybody. But I'm saying the way you lead your life is important. And when times get tough, whether there's a famine, whether there's a pandemic, whether there's another crash of the stock market, when times get tough and you have to adapt and adjust and change your life, you need to have a plan in place to do that or some alternatives. And if you don't, like if your house burned down tomorrow when you don't have anybody you could spend a couple of nights with, then you know what? I think you ought to reevaluate your life. I mean, that's just the truth. And I feel for people who've not caused this. There's no question about it. But even if you didn't cause any of the problems you have now, you most certainly should have a plan B. I think that's fair. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to check HeidiHarris.com for updates on my radio stuff, on the live radio stuff. And I'll continue to do these podcasts. Also check out YouTube, Heidi Harris Show, and then Rumble, Heidi Harris Show. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Well.